Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, whenever I hear that music, Todd, I feel like I'm about to get a question asked of me. That, oh, wait, it's because it's your daily scrum. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I hear that music and it's making me hungry. It's like, it makes you hungry? Was, yeah, I don't, I don't, maybe I'll just start eating some cheeseburgers or something on the show. Oh, my. Oh, that's it's, it is almost dinner time. Yeah. All right, Todd, today's question, mm -hmm. how does a scrum team handle scope creep? This is directly from your comments, mm -hmm. and uh, we're so glad that you that people have left. There's been a few that have been left like this. So we went ahead and kind of combined it into uh, its own show, its own question. But thanks for leaving the question down in the comments. Leave your own questions in the comments. Hit the like and subscribe. And who knows, maybe your question will turn into a future video where Todd and I will spend about five minutes chatting about it and hopefully doing helping some of you do a little bit better at your scrum. All right. What do you think, Todd? Scope creep. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is a really, really deep issue that we could take in a lot of different directions. <clears throat> scope creep. Um, what, what, what are we scope creeping on? Do we have a release plan? Scope creep uh, is, are we talking within a sprint? Like this is a really massive multifaceted like question. And um, scope creep is the product backlog growing out of control. Yeah. So I, I don't know how we really, maybe we can try to find a way to succinctly say, but let, maybe we start with scope, scope creep in a sprint. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, let's do that. Let's start with scope. Let's do scope creep in a, in a sprint. Let's mm -hmm. limit the focus there. And if we've yep. missed the mark, leave us a comment. We'll do another video. Yeah. We do, yeah, these, yeah. We do these every day yeah. and we'll, we'll come right back to it. But when it comes to scope creep in a sprint, Todd, I actually, I'm not worried about this. I don't think this is actually the problem. I, I think there are some other things happening that cause scope creep in a sprint to become a problem. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah, so I, 
there's a concept I want to I want to share that I think solves a lot of the problems straight out straight away. Scrum is a pull system. It is not a push system. So the only way that that scope creep could, could ever become a problem is if developers are forced to take on work. Right. So if if someone else other than the developers are allowed to force work into a sprint backlog, that means scope creep is a problem. Right. Now, if developers are allowed to add work, remove work, negotiate work, um, share the impacts of that work while also keeping the sprint goal intact. I don't see the issue. Do you? No, no. Uh, You know, there is a there is another angle here in scope creep that we could talk about, too, and that's gold plating. Yeah. And so I think that you you said a word there or two words that that uh, that I think are really important is this is sprint goal still accomplishable if we do this. Yep. Because I I mean we're both former developers. I will refactor and I will gold plate stuff all day, right? It's it's in my nature to do that. And I I mean you know how analytical I am. I get caught up on things. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, there there's a couple different types of scope crew here too. But I think that the question that we always ask is, can we still accomplish a sprint goal? Yep. Is that fair? Absolutely. And the second people are unsure or there's da- or there's doubt there is no doubt right i've already used that ronin quote once before but i'm going to use it again <laughs> if you feel like what you're doing could even potentially put the sprint goal in jeopardy stop mm-hmm. stop right we do not put the sprint goal in jeopardy we are committed to that sprint goal uh, and like was what todd was saying there we have to ask that question right that's a foundational question and if it's if it seems like the sprint goal is going to be in jeopardy then just don't even don't even look at the new stuff. Don't look at the interrupt work. Now that said, I mean, production goes down and big opportunities pop up. And in that case, we're back to, can the dev team pull things out? Can they add things in? Mm-hmm. Or is everything being forced? Mm-hmm. And if force is being used, then scope creep is a problem, but scope creep is not, scope pre- creep is the symptom. Mm-hmm. The cure is actually following the framework and the rules of the framework and really bringing autonomy, mastery, and purpose to our developers and to our Scrum teams, right? So as long as we're treating Scrum like a pull system and not a push system, this problem should gradually start to disappear. Yeah, you know, it's, it's have you noticed the same trend? I, I feel like we're getting a, a, a new wave of an old trend that I used to hear about all the time and this, this, uh, this idea behind emerging requirements and requirements changing. I feel like it's really coming back into fruition. I'm not really sure why. We're talking about this as, as much. I feel like we used to talk about this quite a bit. And now we're talking about it again. And that's that's OK. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why maybe there is no reason. Because uh, we have to be able to deal with requirements of change. It shouldn't be a massive change. And if it is, I would say that your process at some point has failed you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And if you have other questions about this, if there's something more specific we can address or into some how to's, leave us a comment below. We'd love to hear how we could make this more actionable for you and perhaps even uh, give you a video to point back to people and say, look, here's what those two talking heads said. Not that that's important, but if it helps, Mm -hmm. let us know. All right, Todd, I think that's good for scope creep, at least for this iteration of it. I have a feeling this one's going to come back. And we're more than happy to continue that discussion based on your questions and comments below. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button, right? It's very important that you know when the next video drops. You don't want to miss an episode of this, do you? Of course you don't. We've added some videos below as well. There's another subscribe button down there. Two subscribe buttons. Pretty cool, right? Some recommended videos, some playlists. Be sure to check that out. Uh, Some past episodes might be useful as well. And again, leave us your questions and comments below. We really want to hear what's puzzling you. We want to know if this is helpful. 
Um, we're still waiting on some superheroes. So be sure to leave those comments and we'll be sure to read those. And uh, I don't know for, I think that's good for today. So go forward, have a great day. Uh, scrum on and we will see you tomorrow. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on. <laughs>